Last week was how about those Chicago Blackhawks? That's, I just want to get that out of, out of my chest. Another championship. Yeah, yeah. Your scummy Blackhawks and another championship. Congratulations to them. I mean, they they deserved it. They played hard. Oh yeah, that thing. I mean, they could win. They could win another like three or four championships because they're so young. And I got my championship T-shirt. Now I'm waiting for my hat to come in, and then I can. Uh, Probably wear it around Tampa Bay, rub it into some Lightning fans. <laughs> My oh, Blackhawks championship gear. But kudos to the Lightning on an amazing season. They definitely had a storybook year. Um, they'll probably be back. Sam Coast, Tyler Johnson, Kucherov, all those guys. Young Man, team. Sam Coast was horrible. Yeah. He terrible. He only had terrible. he had no goals in the finals. Yeah, yeah. but he's still yeah. the he's still the uh, captain and. They already made it known they're going to sign him long-term. He just he didn't really play that good in the playoffs. but No, he didn't do nothing in the playoffs. No. I mean – But, he, I mean, he is the core. And, but also congratulations to the Golden State Warriors you know, winning the NBA title. You know, good for them. Yeah. Stephon Curry. Yeah. Getting a ring. You know, so now we're getting down to the slow season. we got baseball going on. Um, and then we got – Believe it or not, this is the last Thursday in in June. So next Thursday night will be what? July second. So we'll be in July. And you know what July means? Getting towards camp. Yep. Training camps. Yeah. Getting training soon. camp. It's around the corner. But yeah, I mean as you said, good good job to the Blackhawks, good job to the Warriors. And now since two of the four major sports are done for a while. I mean, baseball is really all we got right now. Yeah. So, uh, football, sir. So, on your Facebook, <laughs> is this is this really true that you have a bet going? Yeah. About, oh, you're talking about, about that. The, about the tattoo. Yep. It's so, night. <laughs> so, so for for the listeners that are tuned in, DJ apparently made a bet that his Cubs will have more wins than the Pirates, right? Right, yep. And the loser has to get the other team's logo tatted on their body somewhere. I'll either be getting the P or he'll be getting the C. <laughs> That's on the hat. Wow. <laughs> wow. But I'll tell you how this bet started. My buddy Frank's in his 50s. He's got no tattoos, and he's always talking crap about the Cubs. And one night we all go to dinner. He's a gym buddy of mine. We go to, we go to dinner every Tuesday night. Me and the guys, you know, kind of been kind of a Tuesday ritual. And that whole, this was about a, three weeks ago. He talked trash about the Cubs the whole night. And it's just, he knows it gets to me because I take, you know, those are fighting words. And yeah. finally, I just said, why don't you put your money where your mouth is? And why we, and I brought up the bet about the tattoo, thinking he wouldn't take it because he doesn't have any tattoos. And he jumped right. all over. He jumped all over the bet. And I was like, it kind of shocked me. But then I couldn't back down from it because, you know, <laughs> so we shook on it. Wow. And now, going to make it 
very interesting what happens in that bet. But one good thing is we can get it wherever we want. So if I somehow lose this bet, I'm going to get it on my upper left quad. <laughs> wow, I see that like on the bottom of your foot or something. Uh, Yeah, that's not bad, too. I could get that or somewhere that can't be seen. Well, upper left quad, man, that's, you know. Well, the only person I'll be able to see is my girl, that's it. So, right. I mean, that's it'd, just be, it'd just be weird. Yeah. Gonna, I'm I'm hoping it doesn't come to it, though. I And and he's, and they, once again, because, you know, the Cubs are playing very good. They have lost two in a row. But up until the last couple of days, they beat Kershaw. They beat they beat Grinky a couple of nights ago. Um, he's still telling me the other day he don't believe it. He's, he's like, the Cubs will fall apart. And I'm like, the only – and I told him I made a joke. I'm like, the only time you're going to start believing is when you have that Cubs tattoo. <laughs> On you in October. <laughs> oh man, that's that's a oh, uh, it's that's gonna you know what's funny too is like the Cubs play the Pirates. The Cubs play the Pirates six times in September, I believe. So those six games in September, if they're close, because right now there's a half a game, you know, between the two. Those six right. games in September could make or break the bet. So. <laughs> yeah, because you guys, I mean, half game behind Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, right. hopefully we stay a game. I don't know how the Pirates are doing tonight. They're playing the Reds, but we lost earlier. So if we lose, it could be a game and a half. But we're hoping for a Pirate loss tonight, and we'll see. Wow. It's a big bet. I mean, I, you know, it's it's done. We shook on it. I mean, it's 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 in there. I mean, it's oh gonna be done goodness. one way or the other. So we will wow. see what happens. Well, just to let you know, the Pirates are up three to two right now at the bottom of the sixth. Oof. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know, man. That's that's a ballsy bet, you know. Imagine I mean, if it comes to a one-game playoff. Imagine how nervous that nerve-wracking that would be oh, at one-game playoff. <laughs> like the final game or something like that, you know. Well, I made a joke to him. Um, I told him if he has to get that tattoo, I'm, I'm bringing popcorn. I'm going to sit through that whole tattoo if he has to get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably, you, you know, video record that stuff. Just YouTube it. Like, what's this talking, guy? And, and yesterday, I was talking trash about the Pirates at the gym to him, and he got it. He goes, well, one, he, and then he, he got kind of frustrated because I was pissing him off. He's like, he's like, why don't we up the bet? He goes, why don't we do, instead of doing the P and C, why don't we do the actual logos? I'll do the cup beer and you do the Pirates. I'm like, no way. I'm not going that far. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, that's ridiculous. No. Oh, I don't want some pirate on me. <laughs> oh, oh, good luck, buddy. I mean, that's, oh. a, that's a scary bet. Man. Yeah, because the Pirates have you been know. a playoff team the last two years, and they're a dangerous team. They're a very good baseball team, but I believe in my Cubs. You know, the Cubs are, Cubs are a good team. Yeah, I don't know. It looks good. I don't know. Yeah. I think I'm back to mediocre, but it'll be interesting. Congratulations to my Timberwolves, though. They had the first overall pick in the NBA draft tonight. Yeah. Good call, Anthony Collins, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They're, he might be the next KG in the running. I've been watching this draft all night. I mean, what, a, what an awesome – this has been a really – this is a deep draft. This is a really good draft this year yeah, it has for NBA. Been. Yeah, I mean, you got you got Towns, you got Okafor, you got the kid. The Lakers took Russell, the point guard. They said he's a beast. Yeah. Um, 
you got that kid Winslow is. Winslow. I, I post on Facebook. He's a steal of the draft. The kid Miami took. Well, like the top ten, almost like top ten pick for for solid pick. You know. Yeah, it's a deep draft this year. Yeah. I've been once following it tonight. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes out. Um, in the news. I mean, obviously, another slow week in the NFL. Not a whole lot going on. Uh, another fake news was probably Warren Sapp. Um, <laughs> he got charged for three counts of domestic violence. This is twice in, like, the last, what, six months now? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> wow, man. Poor Warren. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. He had a good thing going, too. Especially being on NFL Network and everything, but apparently hit his girlfriend, stomped on her face. What the reports are saying, she was all bruised up and everywhere. I don't have much remorse for it. You know, it's. I mean, he could face 18 months of jail time. Wow. Went, you know. If and I guess when he gets charged with it, but it's a long time, man. It's a long time, eighteen months. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you think about it. I mean, I know you're a whole hometown hero kind of a thing in terms of Warren Sapp down there in Tampa Bay. But he's so hated here in Tampa. I know. I've never bumped into Warren Sapp in Florida. I know a lot of. I know a lot of people that have, and they said he's such a jerk in public. He, he's just a great football player, one of the greatest defensive tackles ever played a game, Hall of Famer, but bad human being, you know? That's bottom line. Bad guy, you know? This guy is just, he'll never learn, you know? Um, it's too bad because, you know, the, what he did in the football field was remarkable. Um, the Bucks honored him last year, you know, they put him in the, in the ring of honor here in Tampa Bay, and Probably one of the greatest athletes in Tampa Bay history here. You know, out of any sport, him, Leroy Salmon. I mean, they, they're pretty neck and neck for one and two for probably best Tampa Bay athletes here. Um, but this, you know, really bad if it, if it is, if the allegations are true, which I believe they are. Uh, and then the whole thing where he, if you can recall, with when he left the uh, note or whatever on for a waitress about stiffing on a tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that on Facebook too. That's another I story. I mean, this guy is just—he's a jerk. I mean, I hate to say oh, that. Oh, what an, I know he is an ass. Yeah, that tip thing was just—that's ridiculous. Yeah, everybody's got a Warren Sapp story. I even heard a story from The Rock. You know, Dwayne Johnson, and he said when he played with him at Miami, um, Rock was a starting defensive tackle on on Miami, and when Sapp came in, he actually went up to Rock and said, "I'm taking your spot." <laughs> True story. Huh. And. And he ended up doing it. He ended up, you know, doing his defensive tackle spot. So, so Sapp is just, yeah, he's just who he is. He's a hard guy to get along with. And, boy, talk about having a bad – if anybody's having a bad 2015, it's Warren Sapp. Two arrests, got fired by NFL Network. Uh, didn't he file for bankruptcy, too? Like, was it early this year or last year? So, but he's still got 100 yeah. pairs of Jordans, though. That's the main thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Blew through his money. I don't understand. 
he's so mind-boggling how yeah. these guys just blow through so much money. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, all that Man. money. Yeah. Do you think he goes to prison? Do you think, I mean, you think he'll be in jail for 18 months? I don't know. I I don't think it'll be the full 18 months. I'm sure it'll get reduced sentence some way. In some some shape or form, it'll be like a reduced sentence, I would think. But I could see him doing jail time for sure. Oh, yeah. You know, at least for some amount of time, he's going to be in jail. There's no way around it. It's your second account or, you know, your second offense in six months for the same thing. And this is three counts of, of domestic violence. It's not just one count. You know? Right. So, yeah, I could definitely see jail time in the future for him. But what an ass. I mean, it's a shame how these, you know, these former players, they just turn out to be less than what they have perceived when they, when they actually played. It's too bad because, you know, you see other ex-Tampa Bay Buccaneers who've had great careers that you don't even read about them in the news or getting in trouble. They've done so much. They're good guys. I'm talking about the Derek Brooks, the, the Mike Allstocks, you know, the Rondé Barbers, the John Lynches, other guys that were key components on that Super Bowl team. And what Derek Brooks does for Tampa Bay for, you know, underprivileged kids and never read bad things about them. And same thing with Mike Allstock, but then staff, it's always in the news for bad things. and And it's and it's sad because if you look at all the guys on that Buccaneers 2002 Super Bowl team, they had some great players, Hall of Fame players, but Sapp was the face of that team. I mean, as great as Derek Brooks was, when you think of the 02 Buccaneers, I hate to say it, the first person that comes to your mind is, is Warren Sapp. Yeah. Yeah, he was the face of the franchise for a long time. You know? You guys were always a contender. You got the Super Bowl ring. One of the best defenses in the NFL, you know, in that era. Oh, but sad. It happens. It happens a lot. Uh, how about a story about Herschel Walker? Thinking yeah. he can play. Huh? <laughs> and, and what's his name? Speaking of ex, ex-players. He's 50-something years old, and, and I don't know, Dan Quinn was making a joke today, the new Falcons head coach. He said, he said he can come play for us, but it had to be a joke. I didn't hear the actual well, transcript. Well, he's bringing him in. <laughs> Is he really? I don't know if he did bring him in, or did he bring him in? I thought he brought him in to, I thought he was bringing him in for, like, a workout or something. And I'm sure it's it was a publicity for, stunt. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if it's publicity. I'm sure it's just more of, you know. I don't know what it is, actually. I mean, Herschel Walker, I mean, as great of an athlete as he is, I mean, he's still, you know, he's 53 years old, and he's, what, he's like a, I mean, he's in great shape. I don't know if he's sound, but, you know, did you see any of his MMA fights? Like, his, Yeah, he's a tough guy. You know, anything's possible. Look at George Foreman. He came back and won the heavyweight title at 50 years old. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, but, man, football... Yeah, you take a pounding. I don't know if you, I don't think his body would be able to handle that on a on a week to week basis. Well, he claims he runs a four three forty, doesn't he? I read. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean that's insane though. That's insane. At fifty three years old, you're 
mean, he's still built like a football player. Yeah, yeah, he still looks good. Like, like his his physical conditioning is just out of this world for him to be that that physically fit. You know, fifty three years old. I mean, that's, a, that's impressive. But you're right, though. It doesn't matter how fit you are when you're taking hits by kids that are twenty four, twenty five years old. Yeah, I don't care how great fit you are. You're still fifty three years old. It's still you know you can't compare a fifty three year old body to a twenty four, twenty five year old body. Yeah. Yeah, your recovery time is is drastically slow too. Right. You know, I mean, you're you're feeling those aches and pains and, and joints. I mean, I mean, I'm 34 and and man, can you imagine when I was like, well, 24 now, I'm feeling old. You know? Yeah. Rough. Oh. Um. But it'd be it'd be it'd be funny to see him if you actually brought him into like training camp just to work out. Yeah, or if he gets in a preseason game or something. If he yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty sweet actually. <laughs> get serious Walker. I mean, as much as much as I couldn't stand Herschel Walker when the Vikings traded for him back Ooh, in the day with, with Cowboys. Oh my goodness, that was absurd. You guys traded away your whole. That's how you oh, guys made the Cowboys a dynasty. Yeah. That was, was the most absurd thing ever. I mean, I couldn't even believe it. How many picks did they give up? <laughs> oh, I don't even remember. It's, it's like a handful. And it's all those draft really... picks, all those trade traded draft picks ended up becoming like Daryl Johnson, um, you know, all these big names for Dallas. Yeah. I think Leon Lett was one of the picks. I mean, all these guys that you – all these picks you gave up to Dallas ended up being key yeah. players on their Super Bowl team. Yeah, and we could have just we could have just gotten Emmett Smith. Yeah, instead. Exactly. I mean, that's that's the that's, well, that's the most <laughs> ridiculous part. I mean, you gave up all these picks, get the guy doesn't pan out, and then you could have gotten the guy without giving the pick that becomes the Hall of Famer. And you know what's funny? Yeah, Jimmy Johnson took he he was at first when they traded Herschel Walker Dallas. Everybody's saying Jimmy Johnson, the Cowboys were idiots because they're trading, and it turned out to be <laughs> very, very smart. Well, yeah. Well, they did a whole ESPN did a whole story just on that trade. Wow. Yeah, because it was just a monumental trade, and that's how Dallas got all those picks, all those players to build that dynasty. And to go from one in fifteen, Jimmy Johnson's first year. They went yep. one in fifteen to a Super Bowl team. What three, four years later? Yep. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. But Marshall Walker, you know, it'd be pretty sweet to see him out with the young guys, just to see yeah. how he can, just just to see how he can hack it. You know, it's always fun. I give him one hit in practice. He's he's done. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's, he's pretty dang tough, though. Like, I wouldn't want to take a hit from him coming at you full speed. If he's still running a four three forty, And he's got to be, what, about 220, two and a quarter? Yeah, he's got a small back. Yeah. yeah, he's a big dude. I mean, he looks pretty dang cut. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. I don't know if I would I, I'd want to take a cut. I wouldn't take a hit from him either if I was a defensive back or something, linebacker. Man, I bet he could still, he still put a good lick on you. You know, I mean, I'm sure he'll feel it, but, oh. Um, let's move on here. 
what do you think about these rumors or, or so-called reports that Peyton Manning was on the trade block by, by the Denver Broncos? I saw I don't know what to believe. I've heard Denver's denying it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I can see it possibly being true because, like we said, when the Broncos hired um, Gary Kubiak, Peyton Manning's really not fit for the Kubiak system. So, you know, and they got a quarterback in the waiting, in the, waiting in the wings. Uh, maybe they were just thinking, you know, Peyton, what happened last year with injuries, how he struggled at the end of last year in that playoff game against Indy. I mean, I I, I think it's true. I, I don't believe Denver. I, I think they might have inquired or put it out there to teams to see what they would do. I, that's what I think. I don't think maybe it was really serious talks, but I think they dangled them out there. I, I That's what I think. I, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think they did that, too. I'm pretty sure, I, just like you said, dangling is just like the perfect word just because it's almost like just, just throwing a little bit of bait out there to see what, you know, what's going to come. But I, I could... I could definitely see that just for the same reasons that, that you're saying. I mean, she's old. She's getting injured. Yep. You know, it's just father time catching up with him. At the same time, he's, he's Peyton Manning, though. I mean, at least yep. if you have him, you're going to give it a go at it. You know, I mean, he just took a pay cut, too, as well. I mean, you know, they restructured his contract and everything. I mean, pretty much one year, you know, on a year-to-year basis at this moment. It doesn't hurt you. I mean, yeah, you're paying a good fortune for that one year, but you're paying a fortune to, to one of the best to ever play the game. And you know what I say? Denver's window hasn't closed yet to win the title. It's closing soon. But it would when you if you get rid of Peyton Manning and you hand over the reins to a young quarterback, you're basically saying we're we're rebuilding. We're not. You know, I mean, I think what you try to go with Peyton Manning's maybe got one more good year. I'd say this is last year. Go for it one more year. The AFC we talked about is not that strong. Um, it's actually very weak. Indy is probably the top team right now. New England is probably not going to have Brady for four games, so they're going to you know, have to fight to win the title this year. So Denver is a top contender in the AFC, despite losing you know, Thomas, the tight end, and John Fox, the head coach, and, and Adam Gase. You know, they, they're still a contender, so why not? Go for it all one more year, and then after this year, make a decision. Yeah, I would think you just you just you know play him play him till he's dead. I mean, pretty much what he's going to do. So I don't know. I mean, they, they got a good shot. I don't know. I'm interested to see how how Kubiak's offense will fit with Peyton Manning. <clears throat> I mean, I don't I don't know how many times he's going to be able to you know bootleg and roll out in terms of that kind of primary aspect of, of Kubiak's offense, you know. Right. I mean, is, is he going to be mobile enough to, to get outside the pocket and, and he doesn't, you know, his arm strength doesn't seem like it's, it's there like it used to be. So throwing on the run, that could be an issue cropping up throughout the season, uh, as, as, you know, as he wears out. I don't know. It'd be interesting. But I don't ever doubt him. I mean, I think he could still put up, you know, close to 5,000 yards this season. I mean, 4,500 yards, 30 touchdowns. I mean, I don't see that as 
almost like a, just a, a floor in terms of staff for them at this point. But I don't know. I, I think I think partially, I, I think it could be true, though. I think the Broncos were trying to, trying to get some trade bait out of there, you know, maybe try to get something out of Peyton before they before he realizes, you know, before they realize that he just just can't play mm-hmm. anymore. You know what I mean? I think that was kind right. of the biggest big thing about it. But I can't imagine the Texans going for Peyton Manning either or any other team. I mean, unless they're just shooting for that one-year wonder glory aspect. I mean, I don't know. Do you think he has one more year left, or do you think he could? He has two, Manning. I mean, do you think this is it this year, or do you see him playing another season after this? That's, that's a good question. I, I don't even know how to answer that technically. Mm-hmm. It's tough to. It's really tough to. I mean, one one big hit could pretty much pretty much kill it. Kill you know, make his career come to an end at this moment. You know, I mean, he had that neck surgery as well. I don't know. I'm gonna say this is probably his best shot though at going to the Super Bowl. I think this is his last shot of getting yep. there. I agree. Realistic, I, mean, I mean, realistically, I think this is his last shot. I mean, because he's in another year of, you know, I mean, I know he doesn't get hit a whole lot, but it's just another year of all the grueling, you know, week-to-week games, you know, practices throughout the week, off-season. I mean, it's just, it takes a toll, you know? His best shot was two years ago when they lost to the Seahawks when they got rolled in the Super Bowl. That was, I think that was his last big chance because last year I know Denver started good, but towards the end we saw they had they had flaws that that were exposed at the end of the season. Uh, they yeah. they had that they had a great start, but then they had that mini slump at the end where they kind of, you know, I think they lost something like what three out of five games or something like that, and then they got in that playoff game they they looked awful against Indy at home. So. I think his last yeah. great shot, I hate to say it, was two years ago. Because I, I think Denver will be good this year. They're definitely the best team in the AFC West. But I don't know. It's going to be hard to win Kubiak's first year. Manning, we don't know how he's going to come back from injury. I mean, I just don't think Denver's as good as Indy. And I don't think they're as good as New England when Tom Brady's there. I, I just think Denver, I don't know. I just don't. I think the window's closed. I think they have a shot. But... And if they did get to the Super Bowl, we saw what Seattle did to them, you know. Yeah, I mean, realistically, I think this is his last season that he really has a shot at, at being a Super Bowl champion. I just can't see anything happening after that, you know. And, and after this season, it'll be based purely on his health. Um, I mean, we know his competitive drive and, and his, you know, passion for the game, but it'll be so weird when when Peyton Manning is done from the game and, and Tom Brady's done from the game. You know, yeah. Drew Brees is getting up there. He's going to be done for the game. I mean, it's like end of an era for, for and he's, legend, he's talking about legendary Drew Brees, he's quarterback. You talk about Peyton Manning's uh, Peyton Manning struggling last year with injuries and, and being inconsistent at the end of the year. What about Drew Brees last year? He, he kind of dropped off a little bit. He, he didn't have a, a spectacular year last year through a lot of picks. 
Yeah. And, and I wonder how he's going to do uh, without Jimmy Graham this year. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know. Drew Brees, I don't know. He said he's going to play until he's 45 years old. So. Got Not going to happen. Got what, another 10 years? Well, he came out saying that, that he's, gonna, he's got another Super Bowl in him, you know? I mean, basically saying that, yeah, he's going to win another Super Bowl, or wants to, obviously, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, know. I don't see that happening either. Not in the NFC, especially. There's too many better teams that he's got to go through. I mean, if you can't even win your division with a bad season, you know. And you lose Jimmy Graham. That that's huge. I mean, that's they don't. I don't think they realize how big of a loss Graham's going to be. The Saints. I mean, they're going to feel that. There's no doubt about it. What Graham did in the red zone, he was he was um, Drew Brees' security blanket, you know. And and then they lost Kenny Stills. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Cooks to really step it up on that on, on that offense. And I don't know how the Saints' defense is going to be. We know they added um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Browner, the corner. They added a few additions. They had a decent draft. They drafted defensive first couple of rounds of the Saints, but I, I don't know if it's going to translate. You know, they defensively they were bad last year. I I just think the Saints. I don't even, I don't even think they're the best team in their division. I, I honestly think, you know, Carolina or Atlanta could take that division over the Saints. So I don't know. I just think the Saints' windows closed too. That scandal with Sean Payton kind of hurt that. You know. They haven't really been the same team since Sean Payne got suspended. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They really haven't. Um, they just lost a lot of weapons, and, and they didn't do much. They didn't really deep up anything. I mean, that defense was terrible last year. Uh, their O-line was it's mediocre. I mean, but they were so inconsistent on offense last year. I mean, it was terrible. I mean, it's such a bad split. You know, one game they dominate by 50 points, and then the next game they they lose by 30 points. You know, it's, it's yeah. too inconsistent. And and no Jimmy Graham, like you said, I don't even know what's going to happen in that game in that passing game. I mean, Brandon, if you're if you're expecting Brandon Cooks to to take on majority of that receiving leadership, I mean, there's no way. There's no way. He's. I mean, I know he's a burner, but the guy's like five nine, five ten, and he's just a speedster. Fuck eight, uh, soaking wet. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you're expecting him to be to be the number one guy in that offense. I mean, you have Marcus Colson on the opposite side, but he's aging. He's always an injury prone kind of a player. Um, you know, tight end. They have what Josh Hill. Not yeah, much that he's about. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, you know, they got Stiller. That's great. You know, he he's extremely dangerous. You know, in, in the open field. I mean, that that's probably their bread and butter, and that's why they picked him up. But you know, I I mean, because all the reports are saying that oh, okay, the Saints are gonna you know are shifting to a run game, but I don't see that happening. You know, not without huge threats to, to at least you know, give the defense somewhat of a scare. And now on top of that, their their old line wasn't that great. So I don't know how this team's going to fare. I mean, Panthers are heads, you know, pretty much the top of the class in that division. So can't see anything else happening. But 
Um, you had quarterbacks, Tom Brady. Obviously, he had his appeal uh, yesterday. Did you take anything, any kind of informative aspect out of out of this appeal process? Because, I mean, I'm not, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't stand hearing Tom Brady's name anymore about this. Oh, I know. Talk about being uh, redundant, huh? I mean, it's – and the thing is, there's, like, every sports, you know, website, you know, TV station, I mean, whatever, media, social aspect, everything like that is, is talking about the POIs. But it's just – there's, like, nothing to say about it because there's no decision. You don't know what's going to happen at this point. Everything is all hearsay still, you know. But they just want to keep bringing it up like, oh, he had his appeal. Uh, apparently it went good for this side or apparently it went good for Tom Brady. It's like, no. Tell me, give, give me something that I can use, you know, or that I can relate to. Not, it could go this way and that way and this way. Well, it's going to take four days or it's going to take till the end of the month to, to get a, you know, a ruling. It's, and this appeal lasted 14 hours. 14 hours. I know. Oh, my God. What can, what can they possibly talk about in 14 hours? That's almost like, yeah, I mean, it's almost a whole day. <laughs> More than half a day. And I guess his lawyer came out and said that they liked what they presented. They feel the appeal went well. Uh, they like where they stand. Um, we'll see. I, I just, I truly believe, unless... The commissioner, who I can't stand, overturns what Troy Vincent because Troy Vincent's the one that gave the suspension. It wasn't, as we know, it wasn't the commissioner. It was Troy Vincent that, that yeah, I've, I've presented the four I'm guessing that that even though it was Troy Vincent that handed it out, I'm assuming that Cadell had some say in it. There's, there's just, I, you know, I mean, I, there's no way I believe that Cadell just handed it over 100% without a single word of, of anything in the matter. There's no way. He's, he's, he's a power guy, you know? He's got a power trip. He wants to control everything. Right. And, and it's, I mean, look, look at the appeal process. I mean, you know, the NFL appeal was trying to fight him to, to not be a part of the appeal process, but no. You know, he's still there. When's the decision going to be made? I don't know. I apparently it's it's posted. It can take anywhere to probably like the end of the month or something like that. So it's coming. Yeah. So probably like next week. But fourteen hours. What what did they talk about in fourteen hours? I mean, that's like you think about it. What what how could it possibly drag on for fourteen hours? I I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't either. I I don't <laughs> know what what they're. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's all back and forth. It's just literally like. Judge Judy, where they're just going back and forth with each other about this and that. Um, How about speaking of the Patriots, so not to talk, to talk about Tom Terrific all the time, which, like you said, I'm sick of hearing about him. What about um, Gronkowski? About what happened? You see the story that came out a few days ago saying that he doesn't spend any of his money he makes from yeah, salary. He just spends money from endorsements. That's amazing. Yeah. But he's partying all the time. I don't understand that. 
Yeah, you think you think Gronkowski spends a dime on 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 boots? True. Heck yeah. no. Heck he said no. He, said he has the same genes. A lot of his pairs of genes for like the past ten years. He just doesn't spend his money crazy, I guess. Heck no. Boy, I mean, he's being smart about it too. So obviously, he's got as much of like a brass kid, you know, a loud mouth, or, or you know, just. I mean, he's living his life, you know, it seems like he's having a great time. Every time you see him, he's got a, you know, ear-to-ear smile on his face. So great for him. But, I mean, obviously he's got some good roots, you know, upbringing in terms of don't be that guy, you know, just spending his money crazy. I mean, if he hasn't spent a dime of his actual salary. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's crazy. That's unheard of. It's not like he has all these endorsements. It's not like he's got, like, LeBron James-type endorsements. I mean, I, he's probably got a few. Right. But, I mean, it's not like he has, like, you know, like like Michael Jordan had, like, $5 million alone in endorsements, you know? Yeah. Yeah, or, like, Tiger Woods, you know? Yeah. Like, freaking $100, $100 million a year just on endorsements. That's absurd. But, no, I mean, good for him, though. It's You should be proud of it. I mean, I'm proud of him for that. That's amazing. I don't even know how you do that. I know I wouldn't be able to do that. I I wouldn't be nuts about it, but goodness, I would want to spend some of that money. At least if you earned it, you know? But didn't Gronkowski, didn't he come from money, though? I mean, was his family kind of wealthy? He didn't come up from a poor upbringing. I mean, I I think his family's above middle class, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, lower class or anything like that, from what I've, from what I've read. But, but you also don't see him, you know, tricking out Ferraris and and you know fences and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like you don't see him just hot flashing, no, you know, ten ten different cars in his driveway or something like that either. Like all his pictures are just him having a good time. And like you said, he's probably calmed everywhere he goes. (laughs) He's like pretty much just lives on a party bus, it seems like. Every time he's got a picture, he's like on a bus. Must be nice, though. You know? Hey, one story that's... One woman, one person that's burning me in the media is that this week, she's burning a hole in me. I can't take it anymore. It's it's Kristen Calvareri, who's uh, our listeners, if you don't know, it's Jay Cutler's wife. First, she comes out and says she doesn't like Chicago. It doesn't feel like home. And then, then she comes out, I believe, yesterday, saying that Jay Cutler's a top 10 fantasy quarterback. Or no, top 10 <laughs> fantasy player or quarterback. It's like, it's like, first of all, this woman needs to like this. Like, you know, in the words of John Tortorella, the ex-lightning coach, shut your yap. I mean, no one cares about your opinions. I mean, who cares if she likes Chicago? I mean, what is Jay Cutler like? Is she the one like wearing the pants and in that family? I mean, Jay Cutler is just letting his his wife just do all the talking for him and stuff. I mean, come on, dude. Um, I'm just all over. I'm just over Cutler. I really am. I really hoped his last year was in Chicago was last year, and we got to deal with him again this year. Um, Cutler, but his wife, yeah, coming out saying that and she's hot too. Don't get me wrong, she's hot. That that's, <laughs> but she needs a. Sh- I mean, it's just getting. I mean, come on. She thinks he's a top ten. Fantasy, fantasy player, player. Oh. not even a top ten quarterback in fantasy. He, he, I mean, I'd put him at like I'd put him at like 
15 range. Mm, you're being generous. In terms of fantasy. fantasy. You're being generous for 15. Well, I mean, he throws the ball a lot. So, you know, I mean, it says a lot about a quarterback who throws a lot because, you know, eventually you're going to connect. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was Jay Culler's biggest supporter for many years in Chicago. Everybody would rip him, and I always stuck up for him. But after the last season, enough was enough. The guy's not a leader. I'm so sick of the, you know, he doesn't rally his team. I'm sick of the, the pouting on the sideline. It's, you know, it's it's it was cool the first few years, but after six years, it gets old, you know, and especially if you're not winning. You know, the old yeah. saying goes like like Ozzie Guillen said before he got fired in Chicago. My act was good when I was when we were winning when they won the World Series. Remember how he very outspoken. But when you're right. not winning, it gets old. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I hear that. Well, what do you think about Cutler, uh, you know, going to Harbaugh's uh, college quarterback camp, and then he's coming out saying that he, he would would have loved to play for Harbaugh? I know. I, I took that as like a – I mean, I know what he's saying. He, he thinks he's a great coach, but I think he's a little slap in the face of John Fox a little bit. Yeah, that's a little shot at him, I thought. And it's like, it's like, dude, you're lucky you're still the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. The only, the, <laughs> the only reason why you're the quarterback is, number one, you had an idiot ex-GM who gave you this outrageous contract and nobody wants to take on. And number two, nobody wants you. The, the Bears right. tried to trade him for like five months. Nobody wanted him in the league. Um, right. So basically, we're just the reason why he's a Chicago Bear is because we're stuck with him. <laughs> you can't cut him. Because you cut him, you're going to swallow all that money against the cap. Um, so basically, well, they, you're yeah. And it's not even that. Teams don't even want him, even though I bet the Bears would have paid still part of his salary. I bet that's you how bad. That's how bad they don't want him. You know? I mean, it's that's, bad. It's really bad. Because, you know, early in his career in Chicago, when he came to the Bears, People said he didn't have an offensive line and he didn't have weapons, which, and I agree. When he first, he was put in a bad spot when he first came to Chicago. The offensive line was terrible. They really, their, their top receiver one year was like Roy Williams and Johnny Knox, you know. So, yeah, yeah Johnny uh, Knox, good old Johnny Knox. Yeah, but not, I mean, don't get me wrong, but he didn't have weapons. <laughs> and, then, and then later on, he had, you know, and in the last couple of years, he, he had Marshall, he had Alshon Jeffrey, he had, you know, Martellus Bennett. He had Matt Forte at running back. He had, you know, the offensive line had Kyle Long. And, I mean, it's just, he ran out of excuses. You know, they they, they even gave him a, an offensive-minded head coach in Trustman after they fired Lovey. This guy just doesn't get it. And, and I'm so sick of hearing people say he's just a potential. He's 30, 31 years old. What he is is what he is. He's not going to get better now. This is what he is. He's a mediocre quarterback, you know, that's going to turn over the football. And that's a coach killer in my eyes. Yep. Yep. You guys are pretty much stuck with him. Guys shouldn't have signed that option though. That's what screwed it too. I don't get how he got that contract. I don't know what Phil Emery was doing and what gets me mad is Cutler's getting his money and Emery's not even the GM anymore. He's probably sitting back laughing right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's a ton of money. And you got to stuck with him for this year and next year. Yep. Yep. There's, two more there's no, no way around it. No way around it. 
But do you think oh, if he does bad this year, do you think they'll, they'll swallow the hit next year because it won't be as high? Will they swallow it? Um, if they can find a better time, yeah. option. I mean, if they can find a better option, maybe. And that's what's bad right now. They really don't have another option. They have Jimmy Clausen yeah. as a backup. Yeah, you know? they don't have any... Yeah, they don't really have a backup. Or... Um, I don't know. And, that, I mean, you guys could have drafted one this year, too. That was kind of weird that you did it. I think yeah, there was another... The kid White, he couldn't pass them up. I mean, and people have been... Well, no, I mean, know. even in, like, the third round, fourth round... Oh, yeah. Third or fourth. You know... I mean, there were still a few decent, there's some decent quarterbacks still left in that at that time frame where you guys could have taken a shot at it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that third round because this white the wide receiver. Who? I mean, what? I think the Texans got uh, what was that? No, Texans got somebody in the fourth round, Bryce Petty or something. No, or who was that? I think Bryce Petty went like in a fourth round. Like the what third or fourth round? You're right. Yeah. I mean, you guys could have taken a shot at him. Yeah, Chicago didn't draft any quarterback. They they signed the kid from um oh the kid from uh what's his name oh man not memory lapse. They signed an undrafted free agent quarterback this year, but they didn't draft any, which was you know shocking because I honestly thought they'd address the quarterback position because like you said, Cutler's kind of quarterback by default right now in Chicago and. Maybe, you know, maybe they'll turn it around. One one thing I like, though, is Trustman kind of let the players walk all over him. John Fox won't. John Fox is a tough coach, and he's going to let a law down. These guys, last year, you know, the uh, the team over him, you know, they, they they didn't care about Trustman. He lost that locker room. They He, he was too nice. John Fox is not too nice. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, they got they got the coaching staff in place and the GM in place now. So basically, work with what you have, and basically, only time will help. You know, basically, it takes time. Build it back to respectability. Uh, last yeah. year they won five games. I truly believe that what they've added this off season in the draft will equal out more than five wins. But like I said. They go eight and eight this year. I'll be happy. I think eight and eight would be not a bad year because this is a rebuilding year for Chicago. You know, it's time to build it back to respectability. And and like I said, John Fox is he's good with rebuilding projects. He's a very you know. They, I'm glad they brought in a coach that has made a name for himself in the league. They took they took a chance on Trustman. I think they learned their lesson. You know, he was a risk. It was a gamble, and it, and it and it ended up costing them. So now you bring in a coach who's been to two Super Bowls, that's won multiple division titles. Uh, you know, the guy that's been around the game for a long time. He was a great defensive coordinator with the Giants, John Fox. So I mean, I think it was smart because Trustman was a gamble, and it unfortunately it didn't pay off. Yeah, I mean it is. It's what it is. Um, I don't know. Your boy Kyle Fuller has been getting mad reviews in the yeah. camp process. Saying he could, yeah. be, he could be a, I don't know, I don't want to you know, overachieve him right now, but 
things have become a pretty much a shutdown corner. Yeah, he's he's, he's, a good, he's a little undersized, um, but I really believe I I was watching I was reading what Vic Bongio, the new defensive coordinator, said, and he's high on this kid, and and I I think he's gonna have a good year. I really do. Uh, I think that was a good draft pick. I think it was one of Phil Emery's better draft picks. And uh, but I'm really high on 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 White, the the wide receiver. Oh my God, I I really believe that we this kid's going to be a difference maker. I really do. Uh, he he had a great mini camp, and he's fast. He's big. You know, I you know I, I ripped the Bears for losing Brandon Marshall, but it turned out to be they saved money. They got younger at wide receiver, and I, I think it, I think it was a good choice. I mean, as much as I love Brandon Marshall, I think it had to be done. How do you think Brandon Marshall is going to do this year? I mean, statistically, I don't know because I'm not. The quarterback position is so unsettled in in New York. You know, you could have the greatest wide receivers. Look at Larry Fitzgerald. How much his numbers dropped after Kurt Warner retired? I mean, you could be you could be the, uh, the greatest wide receiver in the world, but if you don't have anybody throwing the ball, you know, it doesn't matter. So I don't know. I just I know Marshall's big on Geno Smith. He, he made a big deal. He's, he's talked very highly about him in the media, but I'm not sold on him, and I'm not sold on on Fitzpatrick. Um, I have a feeling. Uh, Bryce Petty might be the quarterback by the end of the year in New York. I don't know. They're pretty high on Geno Smith right now. They're saying a lot of good things about him. Coming out of all the OTAs and mini camp and whatnot. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Geno. I just don't think he's the guy. Me neither. I just, you know, it's just. There's nothing about it that that I've seen that would tell me this is the franchise guy. And there's no, there's really no nothing he can have an excuse for in terms of, you know, the weapons around him. I mean, I can't imagine how good this defense is going to be. I mean, that front seven is just absurd. And you got the secondary locked up with the free listing for Marty. You know, I Marshall. You got Decker, you got uh, who else did they get? The other third, you know, third line out as well. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, and down to the last ten minutes here, last segment. Uh, tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna name the team, and you tell me what. Their primary focus that needs for them to. They need to focus on me. Their primary focus for what? I'll, I'll throw out a team, and you tell me what their what their primary need or, or focus that they need to do to to get on a winning streak or get over a hump. All right? Going into training camp, okay. Going into training camp. Uh, that's a good one. Let, let's start with the Giants. First of all, I got to fix Eli Manning. You know, Eli, last couple of years, actually since he won the Super Bowl against the Patriots the second time around, he hasn't been the same quarterback 
and they got weapons, as we know. Beckham's a beast. I'm curious to see how Victor Cruz comes back um, after that gruesome injury. Uh, we'll have to see about that. Defensively, I don't know. I mean, I'm curious to see. You know, they've lost the last few years. They've lost some key players on that defense, you know, key leaders. You know, two years ago, they lost Justin Tuck, who's a leader. They lost Antro Roll this year, who's a leader in the secondary. Uh, Pierre Paul's not happy, as we know, in New York. I think looking at the Giants, uh, I, I think you're looking at anywhere between six to eight wins. I think they're better than the Redskins in the East, but they're not with the Giants or Eagles. So I'm going to say the biggest need is, is Eli's going to Eli's going to have a good year for this team to have any shot at becoming a 500 to a playoff team. But realistically, I think they're like I said, seven and nineteen, third place in the NFC East. Yeah, I'd probably agree. It's going to really totally lie. Oh, you know, I was reading this report uh, on CBS Sports, and they were explaining, they're going over most underrated players here, or, or overrated players, I guess. All right, how about, how about we go through some of these players, and you tell me if they're, they're actually overrated. Um, let's start with Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, overrated or underrated? I'm going to say neither. I, I think he's right where he is. Uh, he's definitely not overrated. I, he's kind of like, getting, you know, he's, he's not the same player he once was, but, you know, he's been, like we said, since Warner retired, the quarterback situation in Arizona has been, you know, poor. Even last year, as the Palmer one got hurt, nobody can get him the damn ball. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say neither. I'm going to say he's he's right where he's, you know, He's not really, he's not overrated or underrated. Okay. So, so he is what he is. Right. Yep. He is what he is. Which is still a good receiver. He, he's dropped. He's kind of like Andre Johnson. They both drop, but they're still above average receivers who can still, you know, they still got a couple of years left in a tank. Okay. All right. Um... Let's see. Let's see what else they had on this list. About uh, how about AJ Green sticking with the wide receivers? Overrated? Underrated? You know, that's great. I mean, sometimes I question. You know, especially in playoffs. So. I can't hear you. You're breaking up on the ear. Oh, sorry. I would say, you know, he is a great receiver. I mean, I would take him on the Bears in a, in a New York minute. But there's times where, especially in playoff games, he's not he's not the same player. That whole Bengals team isn't when it comes to playoff games. But I don't know if I'd call him overrated, though. He's definitely not underrated because then, you know. Jeez. I'm going to have to say the same thing I said about Fitzgerald. I'm going to kind of keep him where he is what he is. But I think him and that whole Bengals offense – needs to show up in a playoff game. They can't keep losing every year in the first round. You know, that it's going to get old and and cuz this team is way more talented. You know, they should they should be winning playoff games with the talent they have on that team. So, but I want I I want to call him overrated though. I don't think he's overrated cuz I mean, I don't I think any team in the NFL would take him. <laughs> I know I would. Right. 
No, I don't think he's he's overrated at all. I think he's a monster. I think it's all no, Andy Dalton's overrated. Now, if we're going to talk about another Bengals player, Andy Dalton, in my eyes, is, is way overrated. <laughs> way overrated. Probably one of the more overrated guys in the NFL. Oh, you know what's funny, though? This this list so that a lot of the underrated and overrated guys. Okay, He's an NFL columnist with CBS Sports. You've got your boy, Jay Cutler, as an underrated quarterback. Underrated? Underrated. Was he drinking when he wrote that? Oh, my goodness. I, I underrated? Yeah, you want to see? Uh, I'll tell you what he wrote about it. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, he's saying if you just focus on the player, yes, he makes lots of mistakes, but wouldn't any quarterback if they threw 249 passes when trailing by 14 points for most games based on perception? You think he's garbage. But now he's He's thinking that because he's in Adam Gase's offense now, that he's going to be going to live up to the potential. I'll tell this this know. guy. Obviously, whoever he is has never watched. He probably watches maybe one Bears game, maybe one or two Bears games a year. I've watched every game in the Jay Cutler tenure since '09. Every single game, I've seen every snap this guy's took. Is the Bears quarterback, and I can tell you right now, he is far from underrated. He's overrated. You traded him for a, two first-round draft picks. Do you think the Bears have got what you know the the worth of two first-round draft picks? This guy's took him to the playoffs once in six years. He's won one playoff game. That's overrated in my eyes. Uh, this guy obviously doesn't watch many Bears games. This guy's a, is a freaking moron. I don't know who he is. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I was a surprise to me. I mean, Jay Cutler, underrated. I don't know how he could be underrated after so many years of bad seasons. Yeah, just the oh. interceptions. and I mean, did he watch him last year? All the picks and, and throwing up his back foot and that, that Sunday night game against Green Bay, how bad he was. And he's a bench last year with Jimmy Clausen. That, that's like, you know, that's that's horrendous. I, I don't get that. And I'm a, and you know me, I'm a huge Bears fan. I love the Bears more than anything, you know. Right. And and I'll tell you right out, that guy, I've, I've seen every snap that guy's took in six years, and he is not under, over, I mean, underrated. Um, not at all. I mean, if he's so underrated, why did every team in the NFL not want him? when the Bears are trying to trade him. Well, you know, maybe maybe Adam Gates can turn him around. Who knows? He's got an arm. He's got the arm. He's got the arm there. We know that. He's always had the arm, but no one's been able to, to really help utilize it. So, And this is his last maybe. shot. This is this is Cutler's last chance. This is He's not going to get – if, they, have, if he, they move on to another offensive coordinator – Cutler won't be the quarterback. I mean, this is his last chance. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. But uh, that will bring us to the top of the hour and to the conclusion of our show. So I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. I know it's a lot of it's really another slow week in the NFL, and it's going to be like this until basically training camp starts and even probably up until preseason. You know, there just isn't a whole lot going on at this moment. 
But I always want to thank you guys, listeners, for, for tuning into our show. Um, remember, you listen to the Gridiron Talk, coming at you live from National NGSC Sports. Uh, check us out on our website at ngscsports.com. And check us out on our website, actually. We have, we do have a lot of other uh, radio shows on there as well, uh, a lot of po- different podcasts and articles that you can check out. Um, a lot of good information. Uh, we'll have a fantasy football aspect as well starting this coming fall. So check us out on there as well. But your co-host, Simon, DJ, last words for the night, Man, I'm still fired up about that. <laughs> the rated J color. I'm fired. I'm like, I'm like ready to write this guy an email. Underrated. Underrated. Yeah, that's no joke. Wow. That guy actually decided to put that in print and felt it was good. <laughs> that's no joke. I'm I just don't know what his bit. Like, what's his argument? How what, how can he counter that he's not overrated? Like, he can't pull stats up because stats aren't going to make sense. Well, he's basically saying because you guys were playing all, you guys were always playing from behind, and he had to throw so many times. Half the time we're playing from behind is because he's turned over in the ball in the damn end zone, in the red zone. That's why we're playing from behind. Wow, unbelievable! I've seen it all. Oh, hey, check it out, CBS Sports. <laughs> I heard you, CBS. Please, I can. I'm better than this moron. Oh, this article. There you go. But until next week, everyone have a good weekend. Stay safe.